So, it looks like America's not going down quite yet. Maybe. We'll see. But this week we're talking about White House Down. Uh, This is the pick. Uh, I am the commander-in-chief of this podcast, Colin Westman. I am joined by... John Otney. And Sean Lemmy. And this was a movie I picked... Because when I picked it, it was the week before the election. And so I figured we'd talk about something presidential. (laughs) But we didn't end up recording it the week of the election because I think we all just spent the whole week just agonizing over the (laughs) election results. (laughs) And then uh, another week went by for some reason, too. Well, the Uh, election still hasn't ended. I mean... It's it's November nineteenth when we're recording this, and they've just certified Georgia, so it's like it's looking like yeah. pretty much like the election's over, but it's still not quite. The the president still hasn't conceded. That idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that that big dummy. <sighs> Did you guys have the moment on election night when, like, all of the states <laughs> were <laughs> pretty red? And all the mail-in votes hadn't been counted. And were you doing the thing in your head where you were like, oh, I, I guess I could, maybe I could do another four years of Trump if I have to, if he wins again. Because I did, and it was not a great place to be. No, I think for uh, me it was, like, people had said, you've got to, it's going to be a few days. We're not going to know the election on election night. So at that point I was like, just very very anxious because like these are not good margins i'm for uh, for and i was also heartbroken because like oh man we are not the democrats are not going to be taking a commanding lead in the senate like some people thought we would mostly it's just pissed at florida though as usual yeah come on florida bloomberg spent so much money down there what happened did the gators eat the money (laughs) can just add it to other things that Michael Bloomberg wasted his money on in 2020. <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about White House Down. Uh, but first, we gotta talk about our little picks. Little picks. And my little pick is one that... We all we all know it. Uh, I've been enjoying it, in particularly in particular a lot uh, during uh, the last few months of of just being stuck indoors and needing something uh, I don't know f- fun to get my mind off of the world. It is Jeopardy, uh, which I felt like I should give a little shout out to because uh, Alex Trebek passed away. About a week or two ago. And, uh, you know, I've been watching a bunch of episodes on Netflix and Hulu just because they're there now. (laughs) Even though it's traditionally a show where, you know, old people tune in at 7 (laughs) o'clock to watch it after dinner. Um, And, yeah, you know, 
Trebek was was kind of the last of a, a certain kind of TV personality, just a consummate professional. Um, I feel like the best example of him of him and his professionalism is every time after the first credits in an episode where he has to like make small talk with the uh, the contestants on the show who are you know generally not not the most socially adept people because they're giant nerds but he he always handles it nicely and manages to 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 chat with them in in a fun way but uh i think the part of of watching a bunch of jeopardy on streaming that i enjoyed the most was watching the jeopardy greatest of all time episodes where uh our hometown boy ken jennings went up against uh james holtzauer who also had like a a huge run in jeopardy like a year ago and then there's this other guy named Brad Rutter, who is, is like the guy who'd won the most money total all, of all time on Jeopardy. Mm. But he uh, he got his ass kicked by <laughs> Ken Jennings and James Holtzauer. It's just like between them the whole time. And they're just like, they know so much. And they're just like, they're just so quick. And it was it was pretty enjoyable just to watch these very knowledgeable dudes at the top of their game and uh yeah seeing them kind of enjoy it like with alex trebek at the same time since it seemed apparent that uh i think even when they recorded those episodes he had still been diagnosed with cancer but uh yeah we lost a good one uh that's my pick. Yeah. Jeopardy. Who do you guys think should replace Alex Trebek? Um, well, I know that Ken Jennings says he doesn't want to do it, right? I'm not yeah. sure. There is um, a fan petition for LeVar Burton. Hmm. Which I like. But I feel Makes like he's sense. too nice. But he'd be good. I mean... Alex Trebek's pretty nice, but... I feel like he's kind of a dick sometimes, in a fun way. Every once in a while, yeah. He's just like, wow, you're a nerd. <laughs> no. Yeah. How about Mike Myers in some sort of costume? One of those again. Yeah, remember I when he did it. the gong show? No, not really. <laughs> I knew that last. it was a thing that happened, but... uh Let's get Mike Myers in some kind of fat suit uh, to be the quiz master. Yeah. What if they just get like a guy who just acts like the Riddler, like the old 60s Riddler? Hmm? Uh, okay, okay, never mind. It's a bad idea. I'm just, you know, <laughs> you know this is brainstorming. Yeah, you know, it's a work in progress. It's uh, their big shoes to fill. Who knows? Is the weakest link lady still around? Ooh probably but she's she's way too me that's an interesting idea like bringing in like an old pro like bringing them back <laughs> into the game but it's like who is there can we get i, I can never remember the actual guy's name can we get peterman on here he, used to, he had his his run at uh what was a family feud yeah let's get richard karn up in this bitch richard karn yeah <laughs> 
I feel like that's just too blue collar to get Richard Carnos. Yeah, he's, he's, he's too old in a flannel for... shirt. Yeah. <laughs> His tool belt on. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to yeah, it's fun to speculate though. Mm-hmm. Uh my pick uh is sort of about a game. Have you guys watched that Queen's Gambit show on Netflix? I have. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm one episode... Did you finish it, Sean? No. I'm one episode away from finishing it. Colin, this is a show... I feel like this is a very Colin show because mm-hmm. it's um, a period piece with a strong female protagonist. It feels it just feels like a Colin okay. show. Also, it's based on a book by the guy who wrote The Hustler and the Color of Money. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a new Netflix miniseries, The Queen's Gambit, based on the... Uh, 80s book by that nerd, whatever his name is, like Walter yeah. Tevis or something. <laughs> nerd and nerd. it stars Aunt, Aunt <laughs> Tevis is a very nerdy name. <laughs> what a dork. Uh, and it stars Anya Taylor Joy, and she's um, it's in the 60s, and she is orphaned at a young age, but is good at math and becomes a chess prodigy, and plays competitively, and kind of follows her through her chess career. And she also struggles with, like, drugs and alcohol. Um, and it's got that cool 60s setting. Lots of 60s music. Cool uh, set design. Cool costumes. But I think just the standout of this show is how intense it is to watch these people play chess. It's so thrilling. Even, <laughs> like, when, like... I'm, like, I, I kind of understand the game. Like, I know how the, 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 the... You know, how everything can move. But still, like... It's just like I get so fucking pumped watching this chess show. Me too. I'm, everyone I'm at else the point does. where it's like I just want the chess. Get out all your just drug get problems. Just, just get to the chess. Show me more chess. It's like wanting to get to like the action scene or the fight scene in a movie. Be like, just get to the next chess match. Like, oh yeah, gosh. yeah. So She's how many episodes? Get super high. Whatever. How many Play episodes? The chess. <laughs> how many episodes have you watched, Sean? Uh, three episodes. Three. I don't want to. This isn't. I don't think this is a spoiler. But there is a really good chess montage in a later episode <gasps> set to classical gas. Yeah, it's so cool. It's got like hella split screen and stuff. Um, it's also just kind of interesting. Like, I mean, this isn't like a true story, but it does make me wonder how accurate this was to the landscape. How like in Europe and like Russia, like chess is like so respected and held at like these really fancy hotels. In America, it's like held at like these crappy like schools and like, just like no one really cares that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was interesting too. How like chess is so celebrated overseas makes me like. I guess that's probably why most of the great chess grandmasters are like Russian or European. Um, but like, yeah, it's super fucking cool. It makes me uh, wish that they'll uh, like. Be like, oh, how can we make Mike more of this? And then just turn, like, The Hustler into a show and Color of Money into a show. Cause, yeah, like, with man, chess. a competitive pool show would be good, too. No, no, no. With, just with chess. Just do The Hustler. Just with chess. But, with chess. Now it's about chess. Chess is just so exciting. I think there's just something so suspenseful about, like, uh, the impact one single move could have and then just how fast or how slow it can go. It's it's just it's so mental compared to anything else, you know. Uh, you know, you know, pool is is a, is a game of skill, 
uh, as well as like there's obviously when you're hustling there's the mental aspect of it but with chess it's like literally it's just all about can I predict what moves my opponent are, is going to do can I see that far ahead and, and, and adjust to it and beat them it's so crazy and it, it's, it, it kind of makes chess hard to watch because like the game you're seeing on the board is just a fraction of what's going on in both players' minds um, and you really like I don't know. I've, what I've seen so far, they don't make you like actually really have to understand the games that much. No, least. no, no. I'd say that's accurate for the rest of the show too. And it's got like something exciting to build to with um, Anya Taylor Joy's character Beth. Her, her, I guess, rival is the Russian. Can she beat the Russian? The Russian. I was talking about the Russian. This chess, this chess prodigy. And you must have been thrilled that uh, Harry Melling popped up in this. I know you're a big fan of him. Yeah, Harry Melling, uh, Dudley from Harry Potter is in this. In a significant (laughs) role, he shows up in a handful of episodes. He's so good. It's crazy how he's just been popping up. Wasn't he in that, um, I didn't see it, but wasn't he in that Charlize Theron Netflix movie as well? The Old God. Yeah. Yeah. He's just popping up everywhere, man. And he's in the last Coen Brothers movie. He's in Joel Coen's Macbeth movie. He's so good. And here he's playing a geeky American, and he's making it work. It's awesome. <laughs> also, Thomas Brody Sangster from Love Actually is in this, and he still looks 12. Remember <laughs> that guy that played Liam Neeson's son, Colin, in Love Actually? Ooh, yeah, barely. Because he's like, he's like basically Actually. our age, but he looks 12. And in this, Makes he's sense. got like a leather duster and a cowboy hat, and he still looks 12. Mm-mm. It's just funny. He's good in it, too. He shows up a couple times. Yeah, uh, Queen's Gambit. It's on Netflix. People like it. I like it. Check it out. I'm also uh, excited to see if Sean's pick has a lot of nerds in it. <laughs> to, um, to cancel out our, our super macho movie that we're talking about. <laughs> Mine... My pick does have a lot of nerds in it, but they're very dangerous, horrible nerds uh, who deserve to be dunked on. uh, Because my pick is Borat's subsequent movie film. We got to at least (laughs) talk about it a little bit, guys. I never saw it. Sorry. Um, Yes. Talk, please. So the premise of this movie is that... uh, the original Borat film brought so much shame to Kazakhstan that uh, Borat has been in prison for these past 14 years or whatever it is since that came out. Um, but he's given a chance to uh, to make amends to the to the government and the rest of the country by uh, taking uh, uh, the national hero, who's this monkey to america and giving uh giving the monkey as a gift to president trump but uh when he gets to america he finds out that his uh daughter had hidden herself in the crate and eaten the monkey uh and so now he he has to readjust his plan and he decides uh, what he'll do is he will uh turn his daughter into an eligible wife for Mike Pence and then give his daughter as a gift to Mike Pence. And uh, the movie follows Borat's adventures uh, working with these groups that, you know, turn, you know, his daughter into a Instagram thought. And then also uh, he just meets up with a bunch of the alt-right 
as he works his way closer and closer to Mike Pence. Um, and then also the pandemic happens in the middle of the movie in a really interesting way. Uh, I can't imagine. I mean, there's no way they could have predicted that. So it must have all just been a pivot that happens. But it's 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 worked into the plot in a really fun way. Um, and yeah, I think how much you enjoy this movie kind of depends on how willing you are to laugh at and cringe with the current state of our country um which i know more than the first movie like that's harder for people there's like um some of these all right dudes are are pretty terrifying and and i i get that some people just like you can't laugh at it at all because you're too sad um like there are two guys that he ends up sheltering in place with for some time which i don't even know how that could have possibly worked it's wild um but these guys have just the worst ideas about how the country is to the point where it's like is this staged could these people really be this like this (laughs) i feel like that's what we've been asking ourselves the last four years there's no way people could think like that but uh they do yeah. you'd be surprised what the internet can do to your brain uh, yeah so i mean there's just like some really awful awful americans in this movie um you know and, and it's all it's beautifully set up by uh, sasha baron cohen and also by uh the actress playing his daughter maria bakalova uh who's really great i mean she almost kind of steals the movie um uh, She's, she's really funny and she does, she does some pretty extreme stuff as well um, also a great uh, cameo at the end of the film definitely worth sticking around for that one uh, if you've seen it you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. I do I uh, was just impressed oh, yeah go ahead sorry. I was just impressed by how good I thought the, the story was in the arc and everything Like it, it felt more like a movie than the last Borat yeah, it seemed like they're working harder to string together a narrative, which is really like interesting because there's so much like you're saying like they can't anticipate the coronavirus happening yet they work it out like into the plot in a significant way, um, and it's just weird that this movie that's like so disgusting and hard to watch at times is also very moving because it has a very nice uh, father daughter relationship at the heart of it so it starts out as one of the worst father-daughter relationships you'll ever see oh yeah he like goes to a store uh to buy her a cage he's like i'm buying her cage and like the guy's like oh okay okay (laughs) it's just like people just go along with some of the insane things he says i just can't he's just so ballsy like even little like this isn't a little thing but like how you know everyone's talk everyone was talking about how he um went to that Mike Pence speech dressed as Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get into that event, he dresses up as a Ku Klux Klan member <laughs> to walk into the building and no one stops him. And it's just, oh my God, stuff like that. But I live for that shit. I could watch so many Borats. It's so much fun. This is like a movie that I'm embarrassed is going to be like a contender for my top 10 at the end of the year because of how little has come out. I just, I liked it too much. I'm not going to pretend that I didn't have a great time watching this movie. There's also, Colin, a terrifying part of this 
where he goes to a rally in Olympia, Washington. And uh, they've released behind-the-scenes footage where it is the only place where he had to run away and break character and hide in an ambulance where he was, like, holding the door shut because people were trying to get him and drag him out. I still have that horrible song stuck in my head. (laughs) Obama, what you gonna do? Inject him with the Wuhan flu. It's terrible. (laughs) That song is written by his uh, shelter-in-place buddies. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess they were probably in Washington too. That's uh, it's crazy to think that's in our own home state. So uh, yeah, I guess I'm recommending it to you, Colin, and even post-election, uh, because these people are out there everywhere, and uh, they're not just going <laughs> to go away depending on who's in the White House. Nope. Uh, which brings us to the White House. That went down in the movie White House Down. Do you have to um, look every like couple seconds to make sure it's White House Down and not Olympus Has Fallen? Like I could never, I'm never a hundred percent confident which title we're talking about. Like I know definitely which movie it is, but I have to keep thinking like, is it Olympus Has Fallen or is it White House Down? For some reason, it's easier for me to make the distinction. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just like White House Down. That's the one with Obama. <laughs> Olympus has fallen. Aaron Eckhart. It's just, it's just been easier for yeah. me to to handle ever ever since these two movies were announced. That's true. Well, we do know uh, that they make a pivot to Morgan Freeman in the later has fallen films. That's true, but I really hope I never have to watch those. <laughs> Didn't they just announce a new one? Yeah, they did. I think so. What was it called? Does anyone remember? Um, Night has fallen. Night has fallen. (laughs) Night has fallen. Huh. I wonder what that will be. I should have called it Freedom Has Fallen. That's a way better title. Yeah, I mean, usually this is the one where they jump the ship, right? Because the third one's the one about family, and they did that. They had uh, Nick Nolte, right, as his dad. Yeah. So. Oh, oh. What if? What if they just called it "Fallen"? <laughs> uh, yeah. If you, if they know that they're doing the last one, but you can never really know with a with a franchise like that. <laughs> or they could just call it like "America Has Fallen." <laughs> Oh my god. Ooh, that's it. As that's a reaction it. to the election. God. America has fallen. I like this a lot. Or or it's just like some Red Dawn shit where another country comes in and takes over the entire government. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be usually just what they're about. So overnight. Yeah. Night has fallen. Do they just mean like it, it got dark out? Like that's the plot oh, of the movie? Sun went down. Fall? yeah so anyways that movie has uh you know a classier title but it's it's just about as stupid as white house down um i don't know it was hard to find anything that interesting to talk about in a in a preamble to this movie uh also is 
didn't seem to be anything that interesting about the making of it, other than that uh, the script was brought, bought for $3 million. That's a, that's a hefty price. It's not even that original. Fucking other studio made the same movie. <laughs> no. But maybe the script for this was sold before Olympus has fallen. And they're just like, ugh, such a good Probably. idea. Probably. God, I was just trying to Google White House down. I actually Googled White House fallen. I'm already getting them mixed up. Yeah, it sold for $3 million. Who, who wrote it? Was it someone interesting? James Vanderbilt. I didn't even go to the trouble of looking up if he is interesting. Look at him up now. That's kind of Zodiac guy? He did write Zodiac, which is a great movie. Uh, That's like <laughs> some it, Some of though. the amazing... The yeah, the amazing Spider-Man movies. They're making a Beast Wars movie? <laughs> really? Transformers <laughs> Beast Wars adaptation. <laughs> wow. Um, he's writing the new Scream. Do you guys hear what they called the new Scream? Yeah, the new Scream is called Scream. It's called Scream. <laughs> Wait, how many Screams has it been? Um, Just two, but there's the also a TV one. show. There's, yeah, there's Fifth Scream, but there's two movies called Scream and then a TV show called Scream. They could have done five C-R-E-A-M. What are they even doing? A lot of people saying they should have done that. <laughs> I don't think... I feel like that was an invention of the 2000s. People just don't do that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't even do it for yeah. MI Men in Black 3. I guess because Mission Impossible 3 had already done something similar. Yeah, they did an MIII thing. I mean, they Fate of the Furious... Do... But it's it's yeah. just implied they didn't actually put the number in. I was gonna say fan four stick four, but that's <laughs> the fourth movie in that franchise. But God, man, I'm looking at this guy's uh, some of these other scripts: Independence Day Resurgence and The Meg, and Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yikes! Adam Sandler's murder <laughs> mystery. How did this guy write Zodiac? Yeah, I remember looking this guy up because I wrote about Zodiac in my Doolittle review, and I thought it said written yeah. by James Vanderbeek. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, this guy's a November seventeen birthday. Welcome to the club, pal. Uh, nice. Well, congratulations. Happy belated birthday to James Vanderbilt and Sean. Jimmy V. I guess the one remarkable thing about this movie is, well, this isn't even remarkable. <laughs> the, the, the fact that it stars a black president and he's like the main character, but and that's not that remarkable because I'll get into uh, the other famous movie <laughs> black presidents that had come before this. But I guess the thing that's kind of unique is that by the time this movie came out, it wasn't like novel or weird to have a black president starring in an action movie because this was like right at the start of Obama's second term. Uh, things were going great. Beat Mitt Romney. Yeah. Things were going uh, so great that there was a huge uptick in movies about the government being taken over and destroyed. Yeah. Wonder if that gave some people ideas. But, you know, 
movies do have the power to to persuade people's uh, views and and what they think is normal and, and people say that like having black presidents in movies kind of helped change That's, that oh my god though. yeah i just remembered uh, in 2008 dennis haysbert was like i made this happen <laughs> I remember yeah. that too. I, I think the most obvious example of that is uh, President Palmer on Twenty Four. I mean, that's what people say. I don't know how true it is. the The weird thing is, I never watched Twenty Four when he was president. I think I started watching right after he got <laughs> assassinated. <laughs> but I guess his brother became president. Yeah, Wayne, I believe. President Wayne. Yeah. Um, so I did a little dive into like all the black president movies that had come before this. You guys want to guess what the earliest one I could find was? Mm. Is it this one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Deep Impact? No. To be fair, the one I found isn't like a real movie, really. It Uh-oh. sounds like. It's kind of a real movie. It's a... 21 minutes short from 1933 called Rufus Jones for President. Uh, The synopsis is Rufus Jones, an African-American child, is elected president of the United States in this short musical comedy which features song and dance numbers by a seven-year-old Sammy Davis Jr. who (laughs) I did not know was a child actor but there you go. Also on its Wikipedia page it says this... (laughs) film's tone appears racist to today's audience oh. not that yeah surprising. that's what i was waiting for we, we that. <laughs> how racist is it but i guess we're gonna have to pick i feel it. like the the real like <laughs> yeah we, we gotta pick it uh i feel like the real first black president movie uh is a 1972 movie called the man which starred uh, James Earl Jones <laughs> in this scenario where I guess like the president gets assassinated and maybe the like Speaker of the House gets assassinated and then the vice president is like, I'm sick, so I don't want to be the president. And then James Earl Jones, who's the president pro tempore of the Senate, becomes the president. Uh and that movie was written by Rod Serling. Oh. Sounds cool. <laughs> uh, but then I feel like it, it was a while after that until we got another Black President movie, which I, I well, I guess the one I found was The Fifth Element, <laughs> where Tommy Tidy Lister is like the president of future Earth or whatever. <laughs> Haven't seen that movie. <laughs> And then that was 97. Then in 98, of course, you got Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact. Uh, have you guys seen Deep Impact? Yeah. All right. It was on TV um, recently, and my parents were like, have we seen this? It seems like a movie that nobody can remember if they've seen. But I, I know Sean has seen it, because he's told me about it. I have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah, another movie, I guess, like White House Down, where it came out at the same time. <laughs> it's another movie with a similar plot. Because everybody just compares it to Armageddon. Yeah, um, it's it's like not... 
you know, Armageddon's like trying to be an action movie. Deep Impact's much more like sad about it. Like President Morgan Freeman's like, there's nothing we can do but try to save as many people as we can. And then like it follows um, Elijah Wood, who's like a teen genius. And like he gets to go into the bunker, but he can only bring like so many people, so he's gotta like pick and he's like, Can he can he bring like his like teen girlfriend? Is that cool? Because like her full family's gonna die. It's just a, it's a much more of a bummer than Armageddon's like, fuck science, we're gonna blow this shit up, attitude. <laughs> but is it better than Armageddon? I don't I, feel I like don't know. It's gotta be. <laughs> Armageddon's so bad. Armageddon's really bad, but is it though? Is it though? Yeah, <laughs> it is. We watched it fairly recently. It's it's a big honking turd. <laughs> flying through space uh, and then after that you of course had the Chris Rock movie Head of State which I feel like even Chris Rock says he didn't really take full advantage of that premise uh, it is weird though that they made that the premise for a wacky comedy and it was only like five years before Obama was elected things changed fast but I guess that's what having George W. Bush as president will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you also had Terry Crews in Idiocracy oh, as of president. Course. Of course. President Dwayne Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, two years later, you got Obama. And then, I haven't seen this movie either, but wasn't Danny Glover the president in 2012? I haven't seen it either. Uh, I have seen it. I remember all the old. I remember one scene in the entire like three-hour movie <laughs> where there's a big boat and Oliver Platt's like, "I'm getting on the boat," and like pushes a family out of the way. But I feel like he falls and dies anyways. I mm-hmm. think that happens. The end of that movie is they all live on a big boat, like Noah's Ark. Yeah, kind of like Deep Impact. It sounds like. Um, it's not. I don't know. It's probably it's definitely better than Day After Tomorrow, but it's not great. It's kind of interesting. I want to say something about Idiocracy. Um, All right. since we we touched on it, I feel like it's crazy that there is a time where we're like, oh my god, society's turning into Idiocracy. We're all so dumb. But now, like, it's got me kind of down. How it's like, yeah, but at least Idiocracy ends with the dumb people being like. We should trust smart people to lead us. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's a nice idea. I mean, we, we've taken a good step as of right now by not reelecting Donald Trump. But it's just like you still feel like there's a lot of people that did vote for him, though. A lot of people that don't trust science. I have read some heartbreaking stories this week about people dying of coronavirus and still denying that coronavirus exists, like, as they're dying. <sighs> Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, no, that's... it's just a bad flu. I'm I'm gonna be fine, and then they die. <laughs> it's wild. Oh, well, hopefully we'll Ooh. get to the idiocracy point, and then we'll let a smart person lead us. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the unfortunate thing about Biden's presidency is he needs to actually make things tangibly better for people, or people are gonna be like, nope, that's it. Smart people are dumb. Let's vote for dumb people. Just gonna have to wait and see what happens. 
You know, I'm looking forward to in a Biden presidency, though. He's bringing animals back to the White House. Yeah. First dog. Donald Trump is the first president since James Polk to not have a pet. You guys know this? Okay. Okay, I didn't want to get into this already, but I got to get into some serious thoughts I have about Donald Trump that this movie made me think about. Okay. So, it was weird. Watching this movie, probably the most surreal thing about it was watching a movie in 2020 where the president is just like this um, careless, like most, like not careless, but this most the most selfless person. He cares about the people. He's uh, he, he, he does things for the people. He works for the people. It's like I could not fathom Donald Trump ever helping another human being in, in any way possible. Like, not an animal, not anyone. Maybe his daughter who he wants to have sex with or something. But it's like, it's crazy that we put a guy in charge who just doesn't like people or helping people, which is like the main thing a president does is lead people and take care of them. And it was weird that like the weirdest like most unbelievable thing to me watching this movie was like I can't imagine our president being a good guy. He just seems like he'd be the bad guy in a movie. Yeah. It definitely brought me back to just another time of uh, like these types of action movies where the president is just a normal person who like just just you know he's 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 a little bland, but he's like he seems to be looking out for the country. Like, it makes me kind of wonder what what Hollywood depictions of the president are gonna be in the future. I guess if they wanted to to comment on this administration and the next one, they would just make a president who's just super old. <laughs> yeah. Just make like uh, Robert Duvall the president. <laughs> yeah, the judge. <sighs> the judge. I had to double check what I said that James Polk was the only other president to not have a pet. And I found a Wikipedia list of all the presidential pets. And let me tell you, there have been some pretty sweet pets. First of all, <laughs> did you know that George Washington had a dog named Sweet Lips? Ooh, and I then like that, yeah. John Adams followed that up with a dog named Satan. Okay. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Satan? And people were cool with this? I n- must know more about It Satan doesn't say anything dog. about their popularity. It just says he had a dog I'm named gonna, Satan. I'm going to do some, some looking here about Satan the dog. That's insane. Why would you name your dog Satan. John Quincy Adams had two pets, silkworms and an alligator. Okay, is that really a pet at at this point? (laughs) This is my silkworm. Who do you say that was? John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams. Jesus Christ. Silkworms. Those Those are such extremes between silkworm and alligator. I must have the biggest and smallest animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Teddy Roosevelt had so many pets. I I, bas- I would assume he bought a zoo. <laughs> it just yeah. seems like he was something he would do. Sean, tell me more about Teddy Roosevelt's animals. Um, I just want to tell you that uh, 
Calvin Coolidge had two lion cubs, and he named them Tax Reduction and Budget Bureau. <laughs> no, he... Really? Really. Oh, man. This is getting insane. Like, what's the name of Biden's... Isn't Biden's dog, like, Champ or something? Yeah, his dogs are named Major and Champ. And to think there's a time where he had, like, pets like... What, tax reduction and Satan. Oh, fuck, dude. Is that the America that Donald Trump wants to go back to? Is that the great America? I don't think anyone's nostalgic for the Coolidge administration. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I cannot find any good info on Satan the dog. William McKinley had a parrot that could whistle Yankee Doodle, and it was named Washington Post. Oh my god, these are so good. These are so good. This is such an important part of our democracy, and our dumbass president has denied us this for four years by not. because he has no affection for anything but himself, so he couldn't even have a fun animal. He just couldn't make anything likable about himself. I feel like if even he made, like, a mini me, like an Austin Powers, he would, like, get jealous of it and kill it. I feel like he wouldn't even be cool with that. Gobble it up for its powers. He'd absorb it. God, he sucks so much. <laughs> Not like, what's his name, President Sawyer? White House President down. James, James Sawyer. There's James a name you can trust. Hell yeah. So I was thinking, cool. in, the, in the trailer, there's like a big scene where he's like, I gotta get my Jordans on. But I feel like that's not actually in the movie, right? He just like puts them on without comment. Sean, you're asking us to recall Possibly. the White House Dad trailer from how many years ago? I'm just saying, well, I'm asking, do you recall in the movie a scene where he's like, I've got to get my Jordans? It sound, You know what? I have a weird memory in the past of you talking about that from the trailer. I don't actually remember seeing it in the trailer. I just remember hearing you talk about it. All right, maybe it's a, I mean, maybe it's a racist memory I made up for myself. Well, they, they no, definitely show the... <laughs> they yeah. show the part where he's kicking the guy and he's like get your heads off my Jordan. oh maybe that's it okay and that's definitely in the movie i just thought they would make but, a bigger deal out of those shoes for some reason i mean they show him getting getting the shoes there's a nice close-up of the shoes <laughs> and yeah he definitely talks has to shoes. himself aloud yeah that's his thing he likes basketball he's just cool. like Obama. i want this president yeah. Just like Obama. Except he wears glasses more than Obama. <laughs> Tried looking up pictures of Obama with glasses, and they're all just sunglasses. It's nice that Jamie Foxx didn't do, like, a voice, too. <laughs> he just did his regular Jamie, Jamie Foxx voice. That he didn't try to do, like, an Obama impression or something? <laughs> yeah, like an Obama impression. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a mistake. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> Now I'm thinking, John, you watched Lost. Was Sawyer, was his first name also James? I feel like it was. (laughs) Hey there, Freckles. That's how he talked. Whatever happened to that guy? Whatever happened to that guy? Josh Holloway. He was in a Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right, Sean. Sawyer was his nickname. His name was James Sawyer Ford. Hmm. James Ford, also a cool name. That got a cool name. James Ford. That's a good president name. I love it when a president name is very generic and just like 
super patriotic sounding. You know, but it was like President Jefferson Johnson, stuff like that. Like, what's the president's name in Air Force One? He's, I feel like it's like Benjamin. What is his name? I'll look it up. I was just okay. looking at the the 2012 Wikipedia page, and Danny Glover's president is named Thomas Wilson. <laughs> Harrison like Ford back plays Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Harrison Ford plays President James Marshall. Hell yeah! And uh, just so we can all uh, remember, uh, Aaron Eckhart was Benjamin Asher. I don't like that last name Asher still. I feel like they just did it because, like, ashes rising like Phoenix. Oh, Olympus. <laughs> <did it? laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I guess Glenn Close does become president in that, so I'll tell you her name is Catherine Bennett. Bennett, also a good president last name. Yeah. It is a good president name. But yeah. also, it's like, that's a, that's a president you're suspicious of. That's a president who could turn out to be the bad guy. Wasn't, okay, I know we need to talk about White House Dad. But wasn't there, like, an evil vice president on 24? Wasn't Powers Booth, like, the evil vice president? Or am I, or am I getting that mixed up? I feel like... So there was evil. an evil vice president played by Powers Booth. There was also an evil president. Do you think the evil president is uh, a better president than Trump? Is the evil president a better president than President Trump? No, I don't think so. So um so is the president charles logan played by gregory itson uh from what i remember he was um gaslighting his wife into thinking she had um like a personality disorder so that she couldn't like testify against him or like even be suspicious of his crimes um mm-hmm. they also make him just look a lot like uh like nixon with the receding <laughs> hair and stuff uh yeah. and uh, from what I remember, he basically sells out the government to the Chinese and is gonna like get all the good guys killed. Um, but then like later on, they need to like get him out of president out of prison because he's the only one who has like the connections that Jack needs mm-hmm. at the time. I see. It is sad to think though that Trump is probably closer to that guy than he <laughs> is to James Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Colin, how do you want to go through the events of White House Down? Well, I figured we could kind of go through it character by character. Um, okay. We've already touched on James Sawyer. Let's talk to the movie's other protagonist, uh, John Cale, uh, played by Channing Tatum. He works uh, as a Capitol Police officer. He, he works for, like, uh, Richard Jenkins' character, who is the Speaker of the House. Seems like he's, he's kind of his bodyguard. Um, I believe he's Capitol Police, is what they say. Capitol Police, yeah. But he wants to be Secret Service agent. That's right. And John Kill also served in Afghanistan. Seems like most of the characters in this movie have some sort of ties to... I guess it's the war in Afghanistan. I feel like it's never really said what war in the Middle East it is, but I guess we could just assume it's Afghanistan or Iraq, because uh, that's how America be at this point in time. Um, so yeah, he he wants to be in the Secret Service. 
he goes and has a weird job interview with Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's the deputy uh, special agent in charge of the Secret Service. It's It was a weird job interview to me because he was just like, come on, I got to have this job. And she's like, I don't know. You you don't seem to be able to uh, to stick to anything for that long of a time. And he's just like, come on, please. And it's like, no, you're not going to get it. I'm sorry. And I just feel like people never tell you if you have the job or not in the interview. But maybe that's just the way it is at the Secret Service. Well, in this case, it was it was also like she she knew him from college or something, right? So she's like mm. she already knew he wasn't qualified. So he's all he's also trying to convince her that he's not the the person that he used to be. Yeah, because he's a dad now with responsibilities. You know this this scene did remind me of one trend that I do like in Roland Emmerich films, where he has a lot of like lovable dumb guys. Because I feel like Maggie Gyllenhaal is like, you didn't do that good in school. You're dumb. And he's like kind of a goofus. And like he's got the super smart, what is she? Yeah, it's, it's his daughter. Mm-hmm. And he's just like an idiot. And there's like lots of lovable idiots in Roland Emmerich movies, you know, like Randy Quaid <laughs> and uh, I guess Jean Claude Van Damme and Universal Soldier. <laughs> um, it's a nice trend. You know, he's yeah. kind of. He's trying. He's a little bit of a screw-up. He's a little bit of a goofball, but he can prove himself. Maybe not goof. Maybe mm-hmm. goofball is it the right word to describe? <laughs> I'm just like trying to remember where he's at when the bomb goes off at the White House. They're in the that tour, uh, uh, in the the like portrait gallery or whatever, the library, whatever that room yeah. is. And his daughter's off looking for the bathroom. How do you guys feel about that tour guide character dropping all his his, his jokes? <laughs> he was pretty good. I feel like he, he was could fun. Have a little better. I don't know who he was. If he was someone I knew, I would have liked it better. So they're on this tour of the Capitol building when this bomb goes off that I believe a bunch of like guys dressed as cleaners um or one guy dressed as a cleaner planted it in the middle of that rotunda at the capitol and then there's also uh, a crew the crew of guys who are working on like a projector room i don't know if it's like a theater or whatever that was but those guys are led by jason clark uh i guess he's like an ex-army guy that's also trying to uh, overthrow the government or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's so He's hard to like. Nationalists too. Yeah, it's just like hard to remember all of these characters' motivation. <laughs> it's because not not that much time is dwelt on it, but it, it like you can tell that the, the the plot is thought out well enough that everything that these guys are doing uh, in order to overthrow the government makes sense. Um, I guess for this part of the movie, we should probably talk about James Woods, who, (laughs) how do you guys feel about them casting James Woods as the bad guy in a movie where he's, uh, trying to take down Obama, basically? (laughs) It's pretty on the nose. What's it? I mean, yeah. Also, it's interesting. 
or maybe not interesting about this movie is the fact that he's set up as a good guy, but who's actually a bad guy. And it's like, did did anyone buy that for a second that he was going to be a good guy in this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once I saw James Woods was in this, I was like, oh, he's going to actually be a bad guy. Yeah. He has to be. Definitely. One of Hollywood's most famous conservatives, probably. Has he even made a movie since this? I feel like, uh, I feel like he's, no one wants to cast James Woods. Not, not really. I can't think oh, of anything. Filmography. No, he's... Uh, Jobs stashed. <laughs> yeah, same year as this. Same year as this. Oh, and then he was ago. in Ray Donovan, an episode of Ray Donovan, also this year. This was like this is the end of James Woods' career. James Woods <laughs> down. James Woods has <laughs> fallen, you guys. Yeah. It's like his last big movie. Even then, it was weird for me to see James Woods. I'm like, ugh, don't think I like how creepy he is. Maybe this is like a little bit before he went super off the handle on Twitter. This is like 2013. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, back then he was just, like you were saying, he was just like a famous Hollywood conservative, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's only since then that we've learned about his creepy behavior with women and his more outrageous political beliefs that make him all the more off-putting. But, it, but does he feel like a threat in this? Does he cast correctly as the big bad that Channing Tatum ha- will have to beat up by the end of this movie. I mean, kind of, just because <laughs> he's in a position of power. He's the head of uh, the Secret Service. And you're like, Ugh, Secret Service guys are badass. If he's in charge of all of them, he must be pretty badass. Well, uh, I mean, but... that's, you're just giving credit to the writing, then. You're not giving credit to the actor. That's true. But, you know, I, I, I guess if I'm just talking about if he could take Channing Tatum in a fight, I wasn't expecting him to win. But he seems so, like, sneaky that he could manipulate the system into, I don't know, out, out-fooling Channing Tatum. He seems cunning. He seems like he are we, Wait, are we talking about James Woods fighting Channing Tatum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd, like, throw, like, sand in his face. Sure. Or he'd have, like, a bunch of booby traps or something. <laughs> but, like, just, just hand-to-hand, no. He'd put a bunch of micro-machines on the ground. Dude, 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 dude. We need a Home Alone movie where burglars break <laughs> into the White House to try to attack the first son because the president and the first lady are on vacation. Yeah. They come in disguise as secure as, uh, you know, like security. But no. He's home alone in the White House. Is this that different, though, from what that first kid movie was like? (laughs) Mm, I don't really remember first kid that well. I mean, he had a a bodyguard. And then Timothy Busfield, or whatever his name is, was like, I don't know what he's trying to do to first kid. Was he trying to kidnap him? I don't remember. All right, looking up the plot. I don't first remember camp. if that's the name of that movie. <laughs> it is. No, it is. I okay. I love First Kid. Well, I I loved First Kid. I don't know if it's still good. <laughs> Ooh, the president has a great name in that. James Naughton plays President Paul. Okay, Daniel what Ford. is with this and J names? Everyone is John or James. <laughs> or James. 
When was even the last time we had a James president? Uh, James. Oh, God, you're going way back, right? Garfield, maybe? It's quite a bit ago. Maybe. We've had a John with John F. Kennedy. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, John and Dwight and Harry and Herbert and Franklin. A lot of of nerd names. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to figure out why Timothy Busfield... (laughs) didn't like first kid <laughs> oh he gets fired hmm. and it's and he blames first kid and then I guess I'm just trying to kill first kid <laughs> <laughs> I only remember one thing about first kid and that's um, he like he's like yeah I found it on the kid internet like that, like there's a separate internet for children called the Kid Internet, just to show mm. how little people knew about the internet in 1996. Uh, so I, I'll I'll look it up another time. I don't know why he was after first kid, um, but I think the Home Alone White House Down movie is still is still good. I think it's still you can still make it, and I'm sure the year it'll come out, another studio will release a movie with the same premise. Yeah, I mean, so my thing with. Um with the casting here is like, I know that like it's Roland Emmerich's thing to cast like not, not action movie people in his action movies. Like I know yeah, like he'll, he'll usually have one action person or maybe zero. And then everyone else will just be like regular folks. And that raises the stakes. But I just, I, you know, if it could have been, you know, Bruce Willis in this role or, you know, like someone who's believably dangerous and not just like off putting, like James Woods is, I think it would have really elevated that character. Uh, especially because we have the like bland, regular villain in uh, Richard Jenkins. Yeah. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, what a <laughs> twist. <laughs> um, so he does eventually become president. That's... I guess that's a little. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they have multiple scenes of someone becoming president in this movie. Yeah, because first they think that because uh, James Soren has been been taken hostage by uh, by James Woods and his goons, and so uh, they they swear in what's it, Michael Murphy. Oh yep. my God, Michael Murphy. Okay, I no, I'm not going to take us on this tangent. <laughs> I just watched a movie. I'll just say briefly, because I just found out like who Michael Murphy is, even though he's been in a lot of movies I've seen, that he starred in a I think movie I did 70s. also after watching this. You're like, oh, I've seen this guy in lots of things. Yeah. But uh, in the 70s, he starred in a movie about uh, aliens communicating with ants, and then they start killing people, and it was directed by Saul Bass. Wow. Just want to throw that out there. And Michael what's that Murphy movie called? A cool it's called Phase 4. Ooh. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty trippy. It's a real tripping balls movie. <laughs> it's like um, what's that other that recent alien movie? It's like um, the 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 fifth wave or something like that. 
Oh, yeah. It's like, what's familiar? What were those other steps? What have I been missing out on? <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I also find that, like, Michael Murphy had been, like, in a lot of Altman movies. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. not surprising. And I was like, I've never Ones heard of this I've guy, seen. and I feel bad. He's just, uh... Not that memorable, I guess. I mean, he's as, as this is like the most generic white guy I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's like he makes William Sadler look like uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the most interesting actor in the world. Now I gotta look up the name of when he was the president. I've been like going back and forth between different presidential movies, looking at the names of presidents, like John like Bolton primary. John Travolta in Primary Colors is President Jack Stanton. No J name. <laughs> it's always a J name. It is most often a J name. Um, okay, I'm scrolling through the Iron Man 3 cast list. It just says President Ellis. doesn't say a first name. Oh, well. Just assume it's John it's, James it, Ellis. Yeah, it's James Ellis. It's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, it's not. I found his first name. He is Matthew Ellis. Matthew. What a nerd. No wonder he gets kidnapped. That could never happen. I don't believe it. Yeah. There's never going to be a Matthew president. Wait, hold on. Has it been a Matthew president? I don't think there was so. A, the West Wing had one. Jimmy Smith. Ma- Matthew Santos. Yeah. William Sadler. Glad you remembered his name, Colin. Yeah, I mean, it took a lot of work. <laughs> took a lot of years of seeing him in movies and not quite being able to remember what his name is. Oh, yeah, this guy. William Sadler. He's earned it. He's put the time in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they, there's the vice president, Michael Murphy, uh, who becomes president, and then they shoot his plane down. And that is how Richard Jenkins, the Speaker of the House, gets to be our evil president in this film. Mm-hmm. I liked that scene of them shooting down the plane, by the way. That was a cool CGI-heavy scene. <laughs> how did they do it? Was Jimmy Simpson's character involved? Uh, hacking. Pro- yeah, I think so. I think he was hacking the missiles. Shoot down Air Force Two. A guy, that character felt very similar to that hacker guy in Die Hard, who also like listens to classical music while he hacks. Oh yeah, always gotta have a hacker guy. And he's, and he's always I'm just so, like, yes, I've done it. I am so fucking tired of it's Die Hard in a blank. Yeah, it's not that interesting. And this movie is like even closer to Die Hard is. than Olympus Has Fallen because it's got the whole crew. I really okay, wanted I mean, to like Jimmy Simpson, but he just wasn't doing it for me. I, I know we need to talk about it more, but this this actually does bring us to the big question I had that I like when, when I was watching the movie. I was like, "Wait, what the fuck just happened?" And uh, maybe you guys understood it because I did not. <laughs> okay. Towards the end of this movie, Jimmy Simpson goes down the booby trapped hallway and he sets off the booby trap and he blows himself up. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what happened there? Why did he die? He knew it was booby-trapped. He was the one who turned those bombs on earlier in the movie. 
I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe he just forgot. I Maybe there's a deleted scene <laughs> where... <laughs> for some reason, he set them off. I don't know. They're probably just like, yeah, who gives a shit? No Wikipedia happen. literally has one sentence. Tyler inadvertently triggers the tunnel explosives and is vaporized. Why? Why did that happen? He forgot, <laughs> I guess. I guess there's not really any other prominent characters. Um, I mean, J- Jason Clark's there. Maggie Jason Clark's Hall's there. I, I would like to bring up Lance Reddick's presence in this. Because oh, yeah. Lance Reddick has made the jump and is now in the Has Fallen series. He's uh, <laughs> probably the only person Whoa. who made that transition. <laughs> really? Whoa. He is the director of the Secret Service in Angel Has Fallen. Nice. Oh, cool. And here he's the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's got, like, so many fucking medals in this movie. Yeah. Well, it's he like got 8, it. 8,000 medals. Yeah. Does Lance Reddick ever not play a military guy in movies? I just feel like he's always... Like, if I go to his filmography and just look at his movie roles i wonder how many like generals and like colonels and captains there are yeah it seems like he is always in a position of leadership people can't imagine him being down the ladder at all He's oh, here, this is top. kind of interesting he was even in a very small role in roland emmerich's godzilla as soldier on manhattan bridge <laughs> <laughs> he worked his way up to general or, or whatever wow. joint team of staff Okay, not as many, um, I see, like, Major Richard Carver, Officer Carter, General Caulfield, not as many as I thought, FBI Agent Floyd Rose. Okay, that's good. It's good to see that he's getting, like, other kinds of roles, because, like, he's a talented dude. Yeah, I will recommend Mm -hmm. his Twitter account to everyone, because he posts a video every day, (laughs) mostly with his shirt off. It's uh, it's a delight. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He's Seems so like a great. weird fun dude. Is it like pretty wacky or funny? Like what's the tone of is this is just like like how hot I am? It varies like, day the... to day, you know. Sometimes it's just him trying to play Destiny and his wife's like, Is that you? And he's like making funny faces at the camera. But then other times, you know, he's talking about politics and stuff. Cause I've had so much respect for him ever since he did that ridiculous Eric Andre bit. <laughs> I love that clip. Do you know about that clip, Colin? When he's I on don't. Eric Andre. No. Well, you know the thing about Eric Andre is he like he makes the guests uncomfortable, but sometimes the guests are in on it, and he was one of the occasions where he was like in on it. But he seems like he's actually genuinely mad and like storms off. <laughs> but then like he comes back, and he's dressed like um, Levar Burton in Roots, but and he's got like chains on. But then he's also wearing a Jordy LaForge visor, and he's going, <laughs> "I wish I was Levar Burton." I wish I was LeVar Burton. Where's my iconic slave role? <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Mm. So he's cool. People need to make him like the star of movies, not just like I'm some general dude off to the side. I'm like 10th build. He's good. Mm-hmm. I think the only other actor worth talking about would be Joey King, who plays oh, yeah, the daughter. Good. Um, 
for some reason I know the name Joey King, although looking through her filmography, it's just like, oh, she was on like a episode of The New Girl. Like she's been some things. I don't know why I, I would have learned it at some point, but I did. Oh, she's in Independence Day Resurgence. Maybe that was it. Mm. <laughs> I know she was in that movie on Hulu. Where is it a miniseries? The Act from like last year, which was pretty acclaimed. So. She's like an up-and-coming talent. I feel like she's kind of just now coming into her own. This is just one of her earlier roles. One of those actresses where I'm like, how long has she been like a kid? Like she's 21 now. Because she's still playing like pretty young. She's still playing like 15-year-olds. Uh, she's good, though. It is a little tiring sometimes when you get the kid that's beyond his years type role. Yeah, I think but, it's... Um, yeah, go ahead. They, like... It's just like a trope, right? To, to to show that they that his daughter is young, they make her the smartest character in the movie. Like yeah. that's the that's the only way they can get that idea across. Like they can't they the they can't have enough nuance in the writing. It's like, oh she's smart for a kid. They're just like, No, she's she's the smartest character. <laughs> she's smarter than literally everyone. <laughs> it's just it just feels weird. Mm-hmm. I I liked at least when she asked her lengthy sophisticated question to uh to president sawyer he's not like whoa i wasn't expecting such a tricky question from a kid he actually just answers it because he's a he's just a good guy Hmm. but yeah they do a whole like subplot where because she's like separated from channing tatum where she's like reporting on what's going on to the press and puts her in danger yeah her youtube channel Um, <laughs> and I think the funniest part of the movie is early on, um, they set up that Channing Tatum had not made it to her flag performance. And then at the end of the movie, in total The Rock fashion, she's able to call off a bombing by s- doing a flag performance with the American flag. In the well, White this House is, lawn. yeah, she, she's the one who stops the White House from literally going down yeah. once... <laughs> President Richard Jenkins has like ordered the army to fire on the White House since it's like I don't know it's just beyond <laughs> well because they salvaged. have they've gotten access yeah. to the nuclear football oh that's right Colin so you watched the movie most out. recently <laughs> you got to remember it's some just, things like I it's just a lot of machine guns <laughs> and explosions like it's, it's hard to keep track of the specifics of the plot. Um, but yeah, well, she I mean, it's funny. waves her flag. Yeah, it's funny you bring up it's a lot of machine guns and explosions because for me, my experience watching this was—I mean, obviously, like everyone else, it was in the context of how does this compare to um, Olympus Has Fallen, and I mm-hmm. felt like all oh, the characters are so much better. Um, everything is better except I wasn't—I wasn't feeling the action as much. I, it seemed like the action yeah. was fairly boring in this one did, did anyone else have that experience i like the the limo chase or whatever it was the, just the chase on the white house lawn i like that but that mm. was it um i do feel like olympus has fallen had more action scenes that i enjoyed but i still feel like this movie is better and i want to get to that in a minute but first of all con how did you what did you think about the action <laughs> I thought it was fine. Like I don't 
remember the action in Olympus Has Fallen being particularly good, but maybe I just didn't like any of the characters like just so much in that movie that I was uh, it didn't really matter how good the action was going to be. I think it's it's yeah, it's okay here. Right. You know, uh, that's kind of the uh, I was just going to say it's kind of the weird thing about when you compare these two movies. I don't know that there's anything really great about White House Down. It's just so much more competent than Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. Like Olympus Has Fallen has bad characters. It has like some surprisingly like questionable CGI. Like it looks cheap. And it's just like it's yeah. funny, but when it's funny, it's not supposed to be funny. It's unintentionally funny a lot. And this movie, <laughs> White House Down, is like pretty boring and dry in a lot of spots. But like it never feels like someone's totally fucking up and like dropping the ball. Like it still feels like a competent crew of people made this movie. And there's like a I guess there's probably a few things I like. I like Jamie Foxx in this movie, at least. Um, yeah, I think him and Channing Tatum are, are pretty good. And yeah, good they have time. a fun I dynamic. Mean, they're, they're not given a ton of room to do that much, but what they have, I think they make the most of. It's, yeah, so it's not like this movie really excels anywhere. It's just, like, competent. Yeah. <laughs> it accomplishes what I'd it needs to do, right. for the most part. Yeah, maybe I was yeah. just feeling the difference between the PG thirteen movie, the PG thirteen rating this movie has, and the R rating that the other one did. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys bring up Channing Tatum too. I, I was is this his first like I'm the leading man in an action movie role? <laughs> I know he's been in a lot of action movies, like he's in GI Joe. Um, oh, that's but right. that's an ensemble movie. Is this his first time like stepping up and being being the, the guy. main guy? <laughs> Um, kind of looks like it. Unless you count whatever the eagle is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the eagle. That was like a a knight's movie, right? Or is that like so. even older? Was that like Roman times? Uh, in like Roman ruled times. Britain, a young Roman soldier endeavors to honor his father's memory by finding his lost legion's golden emblem. Oh, that sounds good. So I bet he's doing a British accent in that. <laughs> that's what that's what you do Oof. if you're in if you're in like Rome. It's like what everybody in Gladiator did. Yeah. The eagle guy. I've never heard anything about the eagle. I mean, I'm a little surprised looking at Channing Tatum's filmography that he hasn't done more action movies, just because he seems like such a. Such a good meathead. Uh, oh, yeah. But he's done a lot of, I don't know, dramas and comedies, and it's been it's been all over the place, which is, I guess, a little surprising. Good job, Channing Tatum, for making your you career that more interesting than it could Channing have been. Tatum is going to make his directorial debut next year. Oh, uh, yeah? Doing what? So he's making a movie that he also, um, I think he also stars in, yes. Army Ranger Briggs and his Belgian Malinos companion Lulu haul ass. This is haul ass? This is what it says on Wikipedia. (laughs) Haul ass down the Pacific coast in time to catch their best friends and Handler's funeral. It's called Dog. It's a comedy. But I have no idea if this is like a heartwarming comedy or like hard R. It says haul ass. It's not going to be a family comedy, I guess. 
I have never... This is the weirdest Wikipedia sentence I've ever seen. Haul ass down the Pacific coast in time to catch their best friend's and handler's funeral. The guy who wrote it also wrote the Magic Mikes. So still not sure on the tone of this movie. Hmm. I like that under casting it says on November 15th, 2019, Tatum casted himself in the film. <laughs> I think I can do it. It's like, how do they know the exact date that he made that decision? I guess it's probably what he announced Maybe he just it. tweeted out on November 15th, I'm, I'm, I've announced I'm starring in my movie. <laughs> yeah. Well. Is the pat- cast dead? E.D.? Casted, yes. Is that right? Or is it he cast himself? I mean, I'm really starting to question this Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I, I this wouldn't. Is some sketchy shit. I wouldn't base anything on that. It says it's coming out in February, though. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the dog <laughs> comes out. Does he even take his shirt off in this movie, White House Down? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he does I mean, get he's... down to like a tank top or something, though, doesn't Which is just yeah. die hard. Come on, man. We've seen that. Come on, Chan. Um, um, so, yeah, that's why it has to. <laughs> I don't know if we need to talk about anything more in regards to this movie. It's all right, but it's yeah, just it's die fine. hard. It's forgettable, but it's not Stay bad. The it's House. just whatever. This yeah. is like the definition of a movie where it's like, like I'd be like a kid and my family's like on vacation and they're like we need something to do and there's a theater and it's only playing this so I guess I guess we're going to go see this and then we see it and they're like okay yeah that was okay and we forget about it. Let's never talk about it again. Let's never speak of this again. It's been so hard to remember it these past couple of weeks as we did this I mean, podcast. Th- there's been a lot of exciting and horrifying things happening in the yeah. last couple of weeks. That we have to fill our brains with. We don't have time, time for White House Down. Mm-hmm. The simpler times of 2013. Um, is there any goofs for this movie? Oh, I totally forgot about that. It's gotta Here, be Sean, goofs. I'll give you some time because I got a John's <laughs> Rogues Gallery. <laughs> God, I love being a bad guy. Okay, guys, this is the part of the podcast where I go to the website Villains Wiki. Actually, technically, it's villains.fandom.com, and I look up some of the baddies. This week, how we many, got... How many do you got this week? I found a lot just from Googling this movie. Oh, you mean like villains from this movie? Yeah. I only looked up the big baddie. I didn't look up the other ones. Like, I can remember their names. Okay. Is it? Do you think it's worth me looking up the other guys too? Hmm. Probably not. But I'll I'll skim it's it. Up I'll to but, you. but I got the big dog here, guys. Martin Walker. This is James Woods' character from White House Down. He is an evil doer, you guys. Uh, full name: Martin James Walker, alias Martin Walker. Origin: White House Down. Occupation: Head of Secret Service, Presidential Detail. Powers mm-hmm. slash skills. High intelligence. <laughs> Marksmanship. I just want to see a dumb villain for once. <laughs> they all we'll have high there. intelligence. We'll get there. Vast resources. 
Oh, yeah. He's connected, man. Sure. And strength. <laughs> Good mm. guess. Is he particularly strong? It's, it's hard to tell. I don't know. Hobby. Eating sugary foods such as cake. Because <laughs> he hates cake. Wasn't he like, fuck you, don't bring me a cake? Yeah, oh, but yeah. then they bring him one. He's like, oh, you guys shouldn't have. That's right. It's reverse psychology, Sean. He's evil. <laughs> and that's his only hobby. Uh, <laughs> goals. Attack Iran with nuclear weapons as revenge for his son Kevin's death. And kill and overthrow U.S. President James Sawyer. All failed. Crimes. Treason. And terrorism. And guys, can you guess what kind of villain Martin Walker is? Must uh, not say mastermind. Yeah. Do not say Must. manipulative mastermind. <laughs> so tempting. I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> treacherous double agent. Okay. I'm going to go with Vengeful Traitor. Vengeful Terrorist. Uh, hey, not bad. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. Um, All right. All right. Yeah, I, guess I, I found a goof that only two out of eight found interesting, but I think is very funny. Okay. <laughs> While in the basement oval room where uh, Kale and Sawyer appear to... Uh, start parting ways. Kale asks Sawyer to make a promise. The caption has Sawyer saying, You got my word. Thanks, John. But he actually verbally says, You got my word. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <sighs> That's pretty funny. I like that. I'm Wait, what was his real name? What was the name? His real name is John. John Kale. It is John. So they just said Jeff. Why did they say Jeff? <laughs> So it's just somebody just that's weird that somebody fucked up on closed captioning. And that the fact that somebody noticed that too is amazing. That's pretty impressive. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Alright, man. I'm gonna start saying that to my cat. I'm gonna convince my cat his name's Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> And I'm looking at the other baddies on White House Down. I don't see like they have his like the fun stats. They just got like a bio. At least that mm. what I'm seeing. So. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, do they have do they have Skip Tyler, the Jimmy Simpson character? I just want to oh, see if they man. have cause of death there, so if they can clear this up for me. Okay, <laughs> Skip Tyler was his name. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. Skip Tyler. Uh, I can tell you that he's from Norwalk, Connecticut, as well. Oh, Let's okay. see. White House down. Scrolling through. Death. All right, we got uh, three paragraphs. Hopefully Thank this God. explains it. <laughs> Once he had finished the hacking of the computer network, Tyler donned a United States National Guard uniform, part of his plan to escape. He then warned Walker that Kill was attempting to burn down many rooms of the White House due to alerts appearing on the computer and the security camera footage. Stents thus told Carl Killick to dispatch his men to the second floor, as Kill had hoped, resulting in the deaths of both of the men at Kill's hands and the killing of Killick by Donnie Donaldson. An enraged walker also ordered Tyler to turn off the sprinklers, 
He struggled to do so due to the finicky technology, remarking, Who makes this shit? Prior to the airstrike, Tyler went back to the tunnel where his bomb had been set up by fellow mercenaries. He tried to swipe a card across it to disable it. The attempt was unsuccessful. He then tried again, resulting in the bomb being activated. His lollipop dropped from his mouth, and his last sardonic words were, "Uh uh-oh, before the blast obliterated him. So it sounds like he's trying to swipe a card, but then it fucked up, and he got blowed up and went, "Uh uh-oh. So he just fucked up. All right, well, at least we know now. Yes, he villains Mm. wiki, man, coming in clutch. It can rest Mm -hmm. easy. And never think of White House down again. Good to note. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because there's a big bomb. Just like the one that killed Skip Tyler. It was. This movie cost a lot of money to make, Sean. Like, way too much money. And it just couldn't recoup. See, Olympus Has Fallen was, like, way cheaper. And plus, it came out earlier, too. So people are like, oh, this is fresh, hot new premise. By the time White House Down come out, they're like, wait, didn't we see this already? And it's like, I guess at this period of time, it's like, Channing Tatum's definitely a bigger star than Gerard Butler, but like, to your common folk, is he? To your common movie-going audience, is he? Like, do they make much of a distinction between Gerard Butler and Channing Tatum? They're probably fairly close, actually. Um, I mean, Gerard Butler, established leading man at this point in time. He was gamer. Or at least the guy that the gamer played as. <laughs> yeah. Should we watch Gamer someday for the pick? Uh, it's up to you. I'm not going to ever pick it. Okay. Um, I probably, <laughs> I probably won't, won't either. Unless it's like I found I like I find out we're going to record on like the day of the ga- like Gamer's anniversary or something. Or I would like do it for that. The new season of Dexter. Or if they're making Gamer 2. Okay, that's Gamer, Gamer game. 2. Um, I could pick it right now, though, because it is my pick, you guys. I have the power of the pick. I'm not going to pick Gamer. This was one of the hardest weeks uh, for me to pick because we got Thanksgiving um, coming up, but this uh, our next pick won't necessarily fall around that time. It could be later. So I'm probably not going to do Hanksgiving like I teased long ago. But I'm also a little nervous about the movie that I had picked because I'm uh, I'm a little afraid that we're gonna get worn out on doing action movies. Because mm. <laughs> I did want to watch an action movie, but it just seems like a good time for me to watch it. Um, I'm gonna see what the reaction is to this, and if people don't want to watch it, maybe I can think of something else. Uh, so as you guys know, uh, Sir Sean Connery passed this year Mm -hmm. and a movie that i saw was on hulu that i'd never i've never seen that i've always been interested in watching is the rock Mm. i am interested in watching the rock how do you guys feel about that sean i know you've seen it have you seen i referenced it on this podcast uh i have seen it and uh i guess i'd watch it again i don't love it but i like it all right High praise for Michael Bay. It's got one perfect scene, <laughs> which would okay, be fun just, to talk let's about. Let's just do it. I just, I just, I gotta get it off my bucket list, you guys. Yeah, I'd be fine with watching it again. All right, that's what I'm going with. Then we'll watch The Rock. It's on Hulu. All right. Uh, 
so that's something to look forward to next week. Hopefully we can get back into more of a groove doing these podcasts again. If you want to check out any of our old podcasts, you can check out mildlypleased.com or uh, just search Mildly Pleased on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know what the end of the year is going to look like on Mildly Pleased as far as top tens and whatnot, but uh, we'll figure it out and uh, we'll see you there. Goodbye. Sucker.